It's the deep state versus Donald Trump. But could 2024 change that tune going forward? Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. And thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you from our BNC studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. And today... Returning to talk about the war between Donald Trump and the deep state, the one, the only, Kenny Cody. Welcome back to The Brian Nichols Show. I'll be back, Brian. Looking forward to talking with you, brother. Absolutely, Kenny. Let's dig into things today. I guess all things deep state. Donald Trump versus the deep state. And uh, right now we are seeing truly the deep state on full display. Uh, Donald Trump uh, indicted, uh, and right now it's it's for uh, this whole records-keeping fiasco. Did he, did he not go ahead and actually declassify said documents? That's not really the conversation, though. Today, we are focusing on how we got here to the point where, really, you have one side of government being weaponized against a political opponent. This is, as we mentioned last time, Kenny, almost banana republic stuff, and it's actually going to hurt the way that Americans perceive our so-called legitimate democracy. So let's do things here first. Can you just wrote a new article over at Newsmax? Give us a little context in terms of this deep state war versus Donald Trump and what you think the uh, impact will be here going to 2024. Well, our first point, Brian, is the American people are not stupid. I mean, we're seeing all these indictments, these cases being levied at Donald Trump in a pattern right? Like the New York indictment just a few months ago, the indictment right now, the potential Georgian indictment in the election interference, him calling uh, Brad Raffenbarger and saying that you didn't need to find me votes and everything about that being an actual case. You know, I mean, I, I think the American people can tell there's a pattern here, right? Like it's been, what, three years or uh, I guess a little bit, little bit less, uh, January, 20, January 20th, 2021, the time that Donald Trump was president. He did all these things in that little time span, and people were telling the American people that just now all these indictments are coming down right before the 2024 election. I, I, don't, I don't think the American people were stupid. Um, so, I, you know, I think, you know, just the other day, Trump, you know, put on Truth Social that the New York indictment is actually going to be tossed. Uh, he said there was not going to be any charges filed. So, and I, I think a lot of legal experts and even conservative puns that, hardly know anything about the law, like like me, uh, kind of looked at the case itself and said, "Ah, that's that's pretty weak. Don't believe that's gonna that's gonna uh, attach itself on uh, for a potential indictment and imprisonment, jail sentence, whatever you want to call it." Um, but I think that you've seen the reason that Trump is getting all these indictments in a row is because of his rhetoric, you know, and Republican rhetoric on the fed- on federal representation itself of the federal government. You know, just back in, I think it was um, January 10th of 2023, the House voted to make a United States House Judiciary Select Subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government. So these Republicans that are currently in the House, these senators that are currently in the Senate and those across the country, conservatives across the country are finally coming awake to how the deep state, the FBI, the CIA, the IRS, and the other different departments in the federal government are weaponized against conservatives. And I think this example of a banana republic-like attack of a political opponent by the DOJ, by President Biden, is really starting to subvert itself into the American public. Like people are really starting to wake up and realize how this could be, if this could be utilized against a former president, it could be 
easily utilized against them as well. Yeah, I had Thomas Massey in the show a couple of years ago, and uh, the episode was titled The Deep State is Real. That's exactly what Thomas Massey dug into. And, you know, of course, you have the the, the detractors who are like, okay, yeah, the deep state, uh, shadow government. And it's like, no, no, stop. It's not worth saying that there's some, like, hidden behind-the-scenes government, but rather it is the entrenched federal bureaucracies that have built themselves up to be almost, like, unilateral decision-making uh, bodies in our government that are really... What, who do they respond to? The, the president and they serve at the behest of the president. But even then, those entities have gone out of their way to subvert the requests of the president. And when you're talking about Donald Trump back in 2016 and 2020, to the point where he had people in his administration and in these bureaucracies just openly flaunting that they're ignoring the requests of, of the, the Trump White House. And right there, that is indicative of what the deep state is. Counter that with the way that the, the deep state apparatus has responded to a Joe Biden presidency. And not only that, but how they respond to almost the exact same situations when presented themselves like Joe Biden having documents in his garage next to his Corvette or the former vice president. I mean, even a Mike Pence, right? Having some of his documents, it's all focused the intention on Donald Trump and it rarely goes to the other side. Now, obviously Mike Pence is a Republican conservative, but Mike Pence is much more, I would say, in the, uh, you know, you, you do things in a certain way, the systems kind of approach, whereas Trump is pulling a China shop. He goes in and he sees something he thinks is wrong, he'll let you know about it. And I think they view Trump, obviously, as more of a threat than someone like a Mike Pence. So it is obvious, I think, right now to your average American, Kenny, and you hit the nail on the head talking about how this could impact your average person. But your average person, I, I just, I, I don't know, Kenny, do they, do they see the severity to which this could be used against them? Or do folks just think, yeah, it's not me. I'm not involved in politics. This is this is going to be something that impacts the people who are politically active, like, you know, the Donald Trumps of the world. Not not little old me. I mean, I think that's pretty, that, that point can be disproven because of, let's just say, the Julian Assange, Edward Stone types that have exposed the corrupt, corruption of the federal government through the NSA, through the DOJ, the FBI, whatever you want to talk about. I mean, you're seeing conservatives like Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, Thomas Massey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Donald Trump himself saying that he would be open to pardoning Julian Assange, even like David Ramaswamy, who's a presidential Republican candidate uh, that wants to say he would absolutely, even though he would have to think about Snowden a little bit more, he would absolutely pardon Julian Assange. You know, I think these exposures of the deep state itself, I think the committee being formed by House Republicans, when they got the majority, let's just let, let's look at that period, right? I mean, we've talked about for years about like the uh, the military industrial complex, the deep state, the surveillance state. I mean, you see all these all these Democrats who you saw more Democrats back in 2012, 2013 come out for the support of Edward Snowden when he exposed war crimes. Like when he was exposed these documents, like people like Chelsea Manning, Ross Albright, people, these people who are demonized for a reason that is against government. Like they're demonized for being small people fighting against an unjust large government and exposing secrets, right? I mean, we are seeing a shift in the Republican Party. We're seeing a shift in the conservative movement that for fi finally, we are not trusting the government. We are not trusting these departments. I think so many Republicans back in the day, I mean, John F. Kennedy was probably the, the first anti-CIA president. He was a Democrat. We even see like Ronald Reagan and others kind of embrace like the FBI and the CIA are the integrity of the United States government. Like they are the are the arbiters of integrity. They are the arbiters of what it's like to have a functional government. But now we have come all the way to the point of the very moment 
the House Republicans got control again. The first time since 2016 that the day literally fought, sorry, for about four days after Congress got sworn in January 6th, January 10th, they passed a bill pretty much establishing this committee that actually investigates the weaponization of the federal government. If you would have told me 10 years ago that Republicans wanted to look into the DOJ, into the FBI, into the CIA, ATF, NSA, I would have never believed you. But now we have come so far because of people like Trump, because of these examples being made to the American people and to Republicans themselves, you're finally seeing something being done. I've told, I've talked about before, Brian, when Republicans get power, I want something done. And I'll admit, I've actually overlooked this. I actually forgot this happened. And I, I finally went and followed the account on Twitter of things actually being updated and these committee hearings being sought. I wanted to go on there and see what Republicans are actually doing about it. Jim Jordan is doing something about it. People on this committee are doing something about exposing the secrets of the deep state and exposing the secrets of the establishment to the American public. And I don't think this would be the same if it were not for the public persecution of Donald Trump by the establishment and by the federal government. I'm glad it's coming to the forefront because it needs to be on the forefront. Yeah, Republicans, I mean, goodness, I remember having conversations, sorry, dad, when my dad, he's, you know, GOP rah-rah for a number of years and still is, he's, you know, very involved in GOP politics still. But, you know, even folks like him, you know, you don't really question the good guys in the CIA, the good guys in the FBI. And now to see the, the turn even in him, I'm like, yeah, you're, I'm glad you're starting to uh, see what us libertarians have been saying for a long, long time. And, and I guess right there, Kenny, I, I, I get a little... I don't know, nervous. Is it too late, right? Are we at a point now where it's already the, the proverbial boulder has been pushed over the cliff and it's, it's you know, already almost at the end of the, the uh, bottom of the mountain? Like, do we actually have a fighting chance of standing up against what is more or less a weaponized deep state apparatus against the sitting president in Joe Biden and his political party's political rivals? I think we do have a chance. I really do. I mean, I, I know people think that the Republicans underperformed in the House by just winning by a slim margin and all that kind of stuff and didn't win the U.S. Senate, but we still won. Okay, that's still a win. And I think that we gave them that power even by some majority, and this committee still happened. An unpopular Republican opinion, even now. I mean, I think still there are these neoconservative established Republicans that rule the establishment class in Washington, D.C., and even they concede that there's been too much of a weaponization by the federal government. So I think that it, the, the absolute fact that there was a subcommittee established to look into January 6th, to look into the weaponization of the federal government, to look into all this stuff is ambivalent and telling of where the GOP currently stands. And I think that we oftentimes think, I know there's these elected bros and elected people, elected people on Twitter saying Trump has no chance. Are we looking at RCP at all? Like, if you looked at RCP, Trump's ahead in the RCP average. Okay, he's ahead by like a point and a half. I think people talk about electability. Like, and he wasn't ahead in 2020. I won't go and tell people he was not ahead in the RCP. I, and for that matter, Kenny, RFK has basically tied Joe Biden in some of the more recent polls when it comes to Democratic primary. So even the sitting yeah. president, he's in hot water internally right. in his own party. Exactly. I mean, I think that there is this rebuke happening. And I, I think so many people are concentrated on the DeSantis-Trump argument. It's, it's what I've told you before, Brian. I think that that is such a secondary topic. Like, it, it, uh, like he, Trump's going to win. Like, I don't know what, unless he is literally put in prison by the very people that we're talking about. And I don't even think Joe Biden wants his political opponent put into prison. I'll go ahead and be honest with you. 
talk about a banana republic and even independence going, whoa, dude, this is way too much. Like if he actually gets indicted, well, if not if he gets indicted, he's been indicted. But if he actually gets arrested prior to the, you know, previous to the uh, the indictment itself, then we're going to see a huge amount of people go, whoa, dude, no, <laughs> absolutely not. So I think that there is this feeling of fight in the GOP that we're really underrating. I mean, like I said, I don't remember a chance in the last, what, six years of Donald Trump. Let's see, I, I, I guess seven years of Donald Trump, where he was eight years, and if you count 2015, he was up in the RCP average against a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Like, we are well past the the idea that Trump is unelectable. Like, the, the, the very things that we have said are skewed towards Democrats are saying that Trump's ahead by a point and a half in June of 2023. Like, I mean, I know that you have all these, you know, polls that said, you know, Republicans were ahead in the congressional ballot, right? Like in, in before 2021, they didn't win. Well, they still won the House, right? Like they still won the House by 3%. And we're talking about a generic poll and we're talking about swing states. We're talking about Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, all this kind of stuff. And people are telling me that Trump is unelectable. I mean, that, that was the whole point of the article, man. It's if this dude wins again, and I told you on the last podcast, like the very small chance that Democrats think he has to win would be the biggest rebuke of democratic politics and the biggest rebuke of federal weaponization of the federal government that we have seen in our history. The last time that this happened, the CIA allegedly killed JFK, right? So we are, we are seeing now a complete rebuke, a, a complete refusal. You're seeing polls and I told you, Brian, I think the, I think that the indictment came out the day before we did our last podcast. And now we actually see polling that Democrats and Republicans believe this was politically motivated. The second indictment was the first indictment was heavily like, oh, yeah, that's a weak case. But even this case that like some legal experts and Democrats think is so strong, he's going to go to prison for he's going to go to jail and he's done. Even those people and independents. Voters, RVs, think this was a politically motivated attack. And guess what? I guarantee you that the legal system, the people who are bringing these charges are going to know that. Because if they know that this can cost them the election, they're going to back off. But they've already went too far, in my opinion. They've already went too far. And if this Georgia case comes to, to the fruition, we're not even talking about the E. Jean Carroll case, let alone that case that, that you know that, that said that she accused him of rape and he was not even found guilty of that. Now he's going to have civil liability through payments or whatever. We're not even talking about that one. We're talking about New York, we're talking about Georgia. We're talking about this one from, from the FBI. I mean, they're going to have to see the writing on the walls. If they do this, if they, uh, to me, it's a win-win. I hate to say that. But it's a win-win. If they if they have the balls to put Trump in prison or jail over these things that presidents it, come on. Like we know the presidents for the last 50 years have been doing this stuff. Dude, you're telling me that, that George W. Bush didn't have documents when he was about to go to war with Iraq, when Dick Cheney, the the, the owner of Halliburton, was his vice president. You're telling me some documentations weren't shared among people at, on private residencies. Come on. Like people are smarter than that. The American people are not stupid and the modern voter isn't stupid. So if they want to go ahead and try to sell this as some absolute evil master, ooh, mastermind that Donald Trump is, that he's going to share these darkness people who don't need to be saying them, then go ahead. I dare them to put Trump in jail because you are going to get beat to death by whoever we nominate. And you're probably going to get beat to death by the person that you want to put in prison and in jail the most who's going to gut the deep state more than any president in our history if he gets to be in command. 
Well, and what's going to happen too, Kenny, and it will, it, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, but what will happen is that you're going to see GOP, uh, you know, folks in, in law go after the, you know, the Democrats, the Biden family to start. I mean, goodness, the, the number of things that they have done. I mean, why, where are the DAs going after Hunter Biden? Let's, let's see those cases actually start to go into more fruition because this is, I think I don't say it's war, but I mean it, it's it feels like it's a cold war at this point. You have two political parties going back and forth, with obviously one political party much more comfortably weaponizing the uh, the deep state, and it's changed. I, I feel it's really changed over the past twenty years. Every Lafayette folks, I think, felt it was the GOP. You know, obviously American Dad, the old uh, Seth MacFarlane show, that was all you know poking fun at conservatives, conservatives in the CIA, right? And rah rah America. Yeah. That's, a lot of that's changed now, and and I think a lot of folks are starting to wake up to that. So uh, let's talk about 2024, Kenny, as we go towards the tail end of the episode here. Where do you think uh, things will stand? Let's say uh, you know Donald Trump does get elected in 2024. Should the deep state be shaking in their boots? Absolutely. I mean, I, this rhetoric that he has been talking about, dude, like he – for the dude to use the word deep state, I think that's so – under again, underrated. Like have we heard anybody describe this? Like you said, Thomas Massey. We have, the, the only people we've heard talk about that at all is like Thomas Massey, Ron Paul, these libertarians who hit the federal government more than anybody. And I know I, I know people hate retribution politics. They hate revenge politics. But this is a, a, probably a statement and an argument that a lot of your viewers are not going to enjoy, but this is for the Republican in me. I am so sick of Republicans saying that, well, they use their power, but we should. And I understand that the, that the argument is we're against big government and we don't want this president to follow. But there comes a point, Ron, where we have got to do something. And what better payback would there be in eliminating these people, in eliminating these people from our federal government saying, we're going to take you out of your federal department. We're going to fire you. We are going to charge you. We're going to look into everything that you are doing. And we're going to make sure that you are investigated and looked into as much as humanly possible because of what you have done to the American people and to a president that was just wanting to look and make sure that you aren't doing wrong. That's all Trump did. That's all Trump did was look at these documents, say, hey, we're getting into war in countries we shouldn't be getting into. We're going and being interfering in countries that we shouldn't be going into. We are going at war for no reason, rather to benefit corporations, to benefit the deep state, to benefit those who are invested in the military industrial complex. And he's finally going, yeah, this probably isn't okay. That's all it took, Brian. That is all it took for them to go after this man's livelihood, to go after his criminal record, to go after everything and anybody that is associated with him, putting the January 6th people in prison longer than a lot of people are probably in prison for assault and, and you know, manslaughter. These people are, are waiting their trial, awaiting their trials and they're being held in cells because of them aligning with this dude. It wasn't because they raided the Capitol. I'm going to tell people it was because they raided the Capitol. It's because they were conservatives that were going on behalf of Donald Trump and raiding the Capitol. That's the only reason that they're being jailed as long as they're being jailed and they're potentially being charged with they're being charged. And I think people are finally coming to realize that. And it's taken Trump this long. That, that's another thing that I think is important is, yeah, I would go tell you the 2020 Donald Trump and the 2016 Donald Trump is not the same as the 2024 Donald Trump. He's a veteran now. He knows that the deep state hates him even worse than he thought it did in the first place. And if he knows that, 
And again, it's like the second term we talked about last time. He's not running for re-election again. If he gets in there, Brian, he's going to be, as John Mulaney, Mulaney put it, a horse in a hospital. <laughs> he is going to kick in every door, every intricacy, and every deep state movement there is in our federal government, and he is going to rip it and gut it apart. He is going to make sure that the people who need to be investigated are removed from their entities and investigated to the highest extent of the law, and I believe it should happen because I know there are going to be libertarians and moderate Republicans that are going to say, well, we shouldn't use our power to go after these people. Well, when they have committed the atrocities, I cannot imagine the people in the FBI, CIA, NSA, and ATF, the atrocities that they have done to the average American citizen, they deserve to answer for whatever they have done. And if it takes Donald Trump being on the fence post and saying, hey, look at what they've done to me. They try to do this to me. They're going to try to do it to you. And I'm going to gut them as soon as I get into office if I'm elected. Then that's who I'm for and that's who I'm going to be supporting. Final thoughts. I'll kick things off here, Kenny. Um so you've obviously heard me with my critiques of Trump many a time here on the show, but I will say that to see the focus and the vigor that the deep state has gone after Donald Trump, it definitely raises my eyebrows to say, man, they are terrified of this guy. So I guess I'm not, not all my concerns, but some of my concerns are at least alleviated knowing how terrified these folks are of a Donald Trump presidency, number one. Number two, this is a critique towards libertarians and conservatives. Hey, fam. Uh, we have to do better when it comes to actually fighting back. And this means not simply standing for something, but not really doing anything to actually back up the words. Um, when we see the weaponization of politics from the government right now, it is targeting you. It is targeting the libertarians. It is targeting conservatives. It's targeting Moms for Liberty because the NAACP labels them a hate uh, hate organization. Uh, it's because you have organizations like, uh, you go through the, the list, GLAD, NAACP, who they label, uh, you know, hateful or harmful organizations that are basically, you know, the, the, the organizations we know friends and family who are part of NRA. You're part of that. You're part of a terrorist group. Oh, you like guns. You're, you're, you know, the, the worst thing in the entire world. They will use government against you. Now, this is not to say that we should use government against them, but rather to, at the very least, stop those individuals who are weaponizing government and to make sure it, it can't be done again. And we have to make sure that we are setting expectations, that we are being bold and we're saying no more. And uh, I, I guess, yeah, going back to the whole Trump thing, I think that is part of the appeal of Trump. Trump is able to say what he believes and he does so without you know really too much of a thought in terms of what you know is it politically popular is this the politically correct thing to say but rather now he's experienced it full hand and i think this is speaking to what you talked about here you know trump in 2024 yeah i think he does have a chance to go into the uh, the white house and really horse in the hospital which by the way one of the best john mulaney skits uh that he ever did so uh other than that can't answer my final thoughts for today what do you have on your on your end Guys, there is a reason that Democrats are defending the entities that they have always hated. They have always said, you know, when we wanted to go back to blue and that we should just trust the process and that we should just trust the, the law, you know, law enforcement, federal law enforcement. There's a reason that, that turns around whenever a Republican is being targeted. There's a reason that James Comey, who's the former FBI director, FBI, CIA, he's so relevant that I can't remember is wearing a Kamala Harris and Joe Biden shirt in his Twitter profile and saying that you need to back democracy. These people 
care about democracy about as much as me and Brian do. I don't care about democracy in the way that the Democrats define it. I'm not for a direct democracy. I want a republic. And the way that we get back to being a constitutional republic is gutting the very people that hate us. It's gutting these federal departments that seek after their, they, t- they target school boards. They target parents. They target Moms for Liberty, like Brian just said. They're targeting these groups and they're targeting pro-life groups as if it's a way to say, we see you, we see your beliefs, and we're going to ruin you because of them. We have got to finally fight back. This is an opportunity we have as a movement, as conservatives, as constitutionalists, and as libertarians to finally say, we have had enough of this. We didn't, there's people that's going to say, hey, we don't like the way Trump acts. I'm sure there are plenty of Republicans that agree. But there has to be a point, there has to be a standpoint where we go, that is enough. We have had it enough with the political weaponization of power. And if we get this power in the same way that the House of Republicans got their power, got their majority, and the first thing that they did was go after these people who are using their power to no good. They're using these powers against conservatives. In that same way, I think that Trump, if he wins in 2024, is going to have the best opportunity since John F. Kennedy. Let's hope it's not the same result that he wants to gut the very people that hate us the most. And I really hope by 2024 we realize that. And I hope that Republicans, conservatives, and libertarians start waking up to that idea. All righty, folks. There is our episode for today. Thank you for joining us. And by the way, folks, uh, change of tune here. We're going to stop talking about all the uh, the evil shenanigans. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Super Troopers. Great, great, great movie. Evil shenanigans. Um, but no, that's for like four people in the audience who, who appreciate Super Troopers like I do. But uh, talking about good people, right, and doing good things, surrounding yourself with good people who share your values, head over to Facebook and join our Good People Network. If you are on the website, it'll be on our sponsor page here uh, for today's episode. We're talking about not just the, the importance of surrounding those around you who share your values, who share your goals, but frankly, talking about some of the challenges that we in the Good People Network face when you're dealing with such a, a not good world. So if you want to be part of one of the fastest growing groups on Facebook of good people who are doing good things, uh, head over to uh, our, our uh, page here for the show, com, and uh, go ahead, become a part of our Good People Network, number one. Number two, if you are joining us on uh, today's episode, well, number one, go ahead and give it a share, but number two, please go ahead and give us some love when you share the show tag yours truly at b nichols liberty and tag kenny at kd cody tn and also by the way folks look at that kenny i'm getting it down uh and also folks if you are joining us here on the the youtubes please hit that like button and little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live and also if you want to go ahead support us on independent media like rumble but also on ben swan's entity sovereign s-o-v-r-e-n uh and if you are over on sovereign by the way you get today's episode before anybody else as a sovereign exclusive so I appreciate your support over there. Otherwise, Kenny, any uh, last words for us before we go towards the weekend? Uh, yeah, go to my article in full if you all don't care. I think a lot of people would really enjoy it, especially the libertarians of, uh, of viewership. I think you all would really enjoy it. If it just talks about getting the deep state, that's always a good thing for everybody. Uh, go follow me on Twitter at KDCodyTN. Uh, my article archives are on Muckrack if you want to look up Kenny Cody. Um, I've had a piece of post for Newsmax, the National Pulse, all kinds of other websites, and I'll be on the lookout uh, for more articles coming very soon. 
Love it. All right, Kenny, I know you got to run. I got to run as well. So with that being said, folks, thank you for joining us. And we will talk to you next week. Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Kenny Cody. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.